You're listening to The Art of KCF. This essay is called Residency, Rest, and was released as part of The Art of KCF newsletter, issue 53, sent to email subscribers on August 31st, 2022. A few years ago, I announced to a group of people during a professional development workshop that I wanted to apply for and attend an artist residency. I didn't know much about what the actual experience would be like, but I was interested in it because it fit on my checklist of what an artist does. My version of artist drag I was performing as I explored this new career path that I was woefully underprepared to take on, but was with some unknown faith leaping into as if it had been my calling all along. It took me a while, maybe two years after committing to the goal in front of people, to find a residency I wanted to apply to, along with the courage to do so. And much had changed in our reality since I'd said those words aloud. Hello, COVID-19 ongoing pandemic, anyone? Things were still shifting into what we now call the new normal when I applied to the Tallgrass Artist Residency in February of 2021. The residency would take place over a 10-day span during the summer later that year, and I began my usual process of a deep research dive into the application before preparing my materials. I had a lot of things going for me that made my application a successful one, which was excellent given that I later learned over 200 people applied for eight spots. Besides my tried-and-true over-the-top research approach, that involves reading and researching everything possible about the opportunity, including but not limited to watching all the virtual talks provided by the 2020 artists and residents, I had a deep connection to the place where the residency resides. The Kansas Flint Hills is a region of Tallgrass Prairie, the largest undisturbed remaining Tallgrass Prairie in North America, that extends to the place where I was born to which my hermanita, also familiar with my birthplace, as she followed in family's footsteps to attend a university there, said that this residency was my birthright. It's always good to have people in your corner, and her encouragement and my interest in spending time in this special place was calling me. I've recently been reflecting a lot on this artistic opportunity because I'm looking for the next item on my artist career checklist, after completing a recent large body of work that partly emerged from my residency. I've also been spending time reminiscing about the residency because there were valuable lessons in synchronicity that I couldn't see in the moment, but have more recently become clear. And of course, these insights are all connected to my lifelong journey practice of letting go. Before setting out on my residency journey, I panicked. But all my things are here at my home studio. What if I need something I didn't bring? I was not sure how anywhere else could be better for creating than my perfect studio utopia. The renovated space that the previous owners had dedicated as an entire room for a robust doll collection. I mean, the absurdity, the randomness, the absolute perfect synchronicity of buying this weird house in the country and having a room no one had any clear idea about what to do with. There are lit cases built into the room with glass windows to peep in that hold paint and other supplies as well as they used to hold dolls. So many dolls. But I digress. 
The thing about leaving is that you are sure to experience something you simply cannot through a screen or a virtual opportunity. Would I have been so drawn to Roots as a conceptual frame for my recently released body of work if not for visiting the Tallgrass Prairie National Preserve several times during my residency? Would that imagery and symbolism have worked its way into my paintings if not for that experience? While on my 10-day retreat, I made things just for fun. There was the very slight pressure to have something to show during my required artist talk, but for the most part I painted little studies I wanted to explore for no one's benefit other than my own curiosity. What freedom to play and make and then find affirmations in the ways that these creations were received by others? What wonders in being treated as if I had something to say, a perspective that mattered, an artistic response to place that others were interested in learning more? And those studies, surprising me, led into strategies I used in my larger works. Again, birthed by being in the moment, not trying to do something for the future. Interesting. I'm trying to treat my time right now as an artist residency at the Chick Finn. Currently, that's looked like lazy mornings and easy yoga movement to start. Home-cooked meals or lazily snacking with intention. It's looked like gathering my ideas and materials, finding inspiration in the unexpected. It's resting thoroughly, after a big push that felt like it might kill me. A Twitter friend just reminded me this week that it's okay to feel full, on rest, before going into the next thing. I don't think I've ever done that before. I'm very skilled at running on empty, and getting better at running on a half tank. What would it look like to run this body from a full one? For now, I'm returning to practices that went by the wayside as I was birthing my current paintings. Like sketching and painting random things in gouache in my sketchbook, cleaning up my workspace and upcycling shelving I've been thrifting the last few months. I'm creating the future resources I'll draw on for new works that I can only do if I have time and space filled with rest and ease. I can't know what the future for them holds until I do it. I have to write this out because otherwise I will feel compelled to make announcements about my artist's career checklist and my goals and my achievements as if they are the only things that matter. I am trying to shift to a place where I am okay with rest and slowness and simply being instead of driving towards something or at least a better balance between the two ways I seem to operate. I'm seeking permission from myself to be afraid to rest and slow down and do it anyway, with the same vim and vigor as I have with my goals and checklists. I'm going back to times when that paid off, even if I didn't know how it might influence future work. I'm letting go of expectations, of results, and shifting toward the faith all will work out as it will. A process, not a destination, and one that feels like I have to keep trying at almost every minute. I know I'm capable of leaning into this state. I've been here before, afraid, and I'm going to keep doing it anyway. In Kansas, on the tall grass prairie walks in July, the grasshoppers accompanied me as I trudged my paths. 
every step sent grasshoppers off to different grasses, some hopping, some floating with their wings flashing, a black and yellow burst on their way out of the way. Our grasshopper season in the Minnesota mixed grass prairie is now. They've been accompanying me in large numbers as I walk our dirt driveway with the pups, hopping and taking flight, sometimes ricocheting off a leg, human or otherwise. I've always been intrigued by their adaptability. They jump or walk, but also fly. They sing and bounce, seem to be as into the sun's warmth as the rest of us, are skittish like my nervous system always on alert, and are helping guide my way in this period of rest and renewal. May we work the legs or wings of our routines in ways that serve us, in ways we need right now. Even if we're scared, do it anyway. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical additions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.